0: Welcome everybody to Phone Show Chat, podcast 729, recording this on Saturday the 31st of December 2022, the very last day of the year, Mr Ted Salmon.
1: Happy New Year! Hello everyone, this is our New Year special, I suppose, is it?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, not traditionally, we'd look back on the year or we'd look ahead to, the, you know, 2023, but we're not going to do any of that, cause we just like rabbiting on about the stuff we've been doing. Um, so yeah, um, where can yeah. people find you online, Ted?
1: They can find me at com. And I'd just like to take this opportunity to say a special big thank you to all the people during 2022 who have contributed by buying me a copy, which you can find at paypal.me forward slash Ted And people have been um, very kind and generous. And that's really, really helpful to keep things going, as well as sending over a couple of bits of hardware. We can always kind of if you've got some hardware kicking about in a drawer that you're not using we can always find some kind of mileage out of it so that's really helpful as well thank you to all and your beer pot too indeed
0: uh, com slash paypal.htm we'll put links to all of this in the show notes it'd be been really helpful just having a bit of beer trickling in not literally yeah. but trickling in through <laughs> the year uh, so thank you in, in advance for next year as well all, all all comes in very very handy we do have a guest on this podcast it's ben wood but i suspect teddy might have just uh, overslept slightly
1: <laughs> overslept the irony he wanted the morning to record and i got yeah. up especially early and he's not here where are you ben
0: <laughs> ah room 101 for ben no 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 we don't mean that ben we love you really i'm sure you'll pop up at some point during this podcast um babble Mohanty um says i agree this is on this referring to my zoom chart so we, oh, i put yeah. up as a graphic in last week's uh show notes He said, I agree with Ted. The Sony approach is the best. Consistency is more valuable than anything else. Four cameras is the way forward. But will there be enough space in the compact iPhone 15 and Galaxy S23? I guess Hmm. they can benefit from following Sony here. Three cameras, four focal lengths. Again, I agree with Ted regarding the featured photo. The tilt gives it another dimension. We can't get the leading lines from the bottom corners without that. So very well done, Ryan Fitzgerald.
1: I didn't mention that last week. I forgot to say that. That yeah, those those lines come out of the corner of the frame, which makes it much yeah. better. So yeah, um another shout out for that. And you're wrong, Steve. The angle works fine.
0: Okay, <laughs> I
1: can take that. Ian, Ian Barton fed back to you, supporting you on the 4G rural coverage you were moaning about. The countryside where 4G coverage is often crap. He says. I agree with Steve. Farmers, he's a, a farming person, farmers are obliged to send all of their communications to DEFRA via the Internet. Failure to comply results in a stiff fine and probably a visit from the DEFRA Stasi. Many years of promises from the government have failed to provide good 4G coverage to vast areas of the countryside, including where he lives, which is in between manchester and somewhere else i think but yeah certainly very rural um so yes ian barton supports your position what's defra then the department of farming and something agriculture i think
0: rural agriculture i don't know people can look it up in wikipedia (laughs) um so uh, while we're waiting for benwood we all all sorts of things happened here i should mention really that uh, we're teasing the motorola edge 30 ultra which i got in i was very excited by and I did a review, which is largely very positive, up on my YouTube Shorts channel, which we'll link to in the show notes. also tinyurl.com forward slash SL hyphen shorts. However, I did mention in the description on that video that there was a caveat in that the unit I had was behaving rather peculiarly. I.e., When you took it off power, especially after I was, you know, leave it overnight, for example, or leave it on a cheap pad, you think 100%, okay, you take it off, but the phone's off. The phone had turned itself off at some point in the past, and you had to reboot it, restart it. So I thought, well, I'll send it to Ted. He'll have a different setup, different apps, different chargers. You know, sh- surely it would be behave for him. So what happened
1: there? Well, it went from bad to worse, to be honest. I, I, what was happening with me was that when you, you, you put it on charge, very happily. But as soon as you take it off of charge, either a cheap charger or pulling the cable out, it just went off. The, the phone rebooted right. itself and it still does that. And I've done all sorts of testing. I've done, um, a, a low level data wipe in recovery mode as well. Wow. Um, a whole reset and everything. I've cleaned out the USB-C port, but then I realized afterwards it can't be that because it works on Qi chargers like this as well. Um, uh, I've, I've I've toggled on and off all the fancy power settings, adaptive battery, optimized charging, overcharge protection, and all that claptrap. Um, none of it makes any difference. Um, I think I've kind of gone the extra mile to try and fix this. I think the <laughs> the unit is just knackered. If you turn it on and don't charge it, or 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 accept that when it's charged it will turn itself, reboot itself. You can use it, but anyway, um, you got hold of Motorola PR and hopefully fingers crossed they're going to do something aren't they
0: i think they've been quite impressed by how thorough we've been in fin- finding this i mean it not that mm. it takes much seeing a phone that's turned itself off after you've charged it but yeah, given the the things we've done to try and test it and switch between two people and so forth whereas the previous reviewer presumably the exact same unit that they got it off on i bet he reviewed it didn't even notice this because he wasn't using it <laughs> properly <Yes>. and <laughs> so sent it on to us so they are sending over yeah. another motorola 30 uh, Edge Ultra, edge 30 Ultra. As soon as they can get hold of Motorola um, corporate when they come back after January the first. So at some point in the next week or two, Ted, hopefully you'll get another brand new Edge 30 Ultra, and we can try again. And maybe they'll recall the other ones, and they can do some diagnostic work
1: on it. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather keep all my observations. Um, one thing, I, one observation I will say ahead of my proper feedback when the proper unit arrives is that the speakers are as good as the Neo. Um, so, in actual fact, they might be a tad better because uh, prob- possibly because the unit is made of metal and glass, um, and it's a bit bigger, so more 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 room for the sounds to move around. Like I said last week, but um, yeah, that was my initial observation. is the sound is really really good. These Motorola components, they seem yeah. to have nailed. They seem to have nailed it. So great.
0: Yeah, you were so enthusiastic in your first few hours with the phone before we d- you discovered that you also were being hit by this this defect. Um, you were thinking well maybe i should buy put my cash in hand towards a motorola edge 30 ultra and i did make the comment not trying to talk you out of it because i'm all for you buying the the the, the thing that suits you best but i did say and this was the quote in our chat or just save money and stick with your lovely neo it's what i would do it's such a great device and it didn't cost you the earth so you can keep your bank balance intact
1: yeah, and there there is a lot of truth in that. I think I think you're probably right. The differences between the the Edge thirty Ultra and the Edge thirty Neo, um, for me anyway, are are, are negligible. Yeah. I'm not bothered I'm not really bothered about the camera. Um and the, in actual fact inside the camera I tested the macro mode, which is the most interesting bit for me. And the Neo is better than the Ultra. <laughs> yeah. It gets yeah. it gets closer. So um you know, and the and the fast charging thing, um you know all right the the ultra is super super fast charging but the neo is fast charging so you know I, i'm equally yeah. impressed by that as well um the hdmi out by cable you get with the ultra which is great um but you know it's not a daily use thing so it's not hugely problematic the plastic of the build of the neo doesn't really bother me um it, it just seems to me that my, my enthusiasm was instantly damp damp damped down. Um, unlike the previous reviewer, probably who just kind of spent half an hour with yeah, it and had a yeah. quick look. You know, I, when I'm reviewing a phone, I want to actually use it as my number one phone. Yeah. And, I, and I don't want to be bugged by it all the time with a stupid great big fault. So I'd much rather leave this and, and wait for the proper one and do it then. And I'll give a much better feedback and review as a result, I think.
0: Yeah, the thing about the Neo, what makes it special for me, it's given your enthusiasm of me putting it in my top five, even though I've never even held one, um, was the, the absolute stunning value for money in getting Qi charging and great speakers and great mm-hmm. battery life. And yep. fast charging, and all of that, all at under four hundred pounds. What's the current price of the Neo? Under
1: three hundred now, two nine nine. Wow! Well, it, it did jump back up to three four nine for a while, but it's back now to two nine nine. And there's always sales going on. So you're right; it, it yeah. defies the price. It's just stunning. And for anyone that can live with the Snapdragon um, six nine five, um, which, to be honest, I, I really don't see anything at all problematic with that. Um, and for someone that wants a more dinky, small in the hand device, in the pocket device, because the Ultra is a bit bigger, you have to uh, have to accept. Um, and so, anyone that wants a smaller device, it's, it's an absolute bargain, and that's why it's my number one pick of my top five. Should I just go there quickly?
0: Yes, go for it. Go for it.
1: My top, well, you asked in a recent show after you did (laughs) your top five, my top five is going to be very different because mine is based on the phones. You're much more objective in that respect as a, as a reviewer. Um, Whereas you, you, I, I kind of, put in my top five, the ones that I've spent most time with and the ones I've liked during the year. And yes, my top pick has been the Motorola Edge 30 Neo. There's no question at all. I think it's an absolute bargain and it does so many things well. It's an absolute flagship in a mid-range body and a mid-range price brilliant my second pick was the samsung galaxy z flip 3 which i still love and is still here since i've taken the screen protector off i, I use it more um, and it's a really really nice phone it, and it plugs into the whole samsung system which is great my third pick was the sony xperia 5 mark 4 which if I was somebody else who was going to make more use of it would be probably higher up the um the, the ante than it is from number three um I've actually sold that this week um because I just didn't feel as though I was justifying having it. it wasn't getting my sim card and I didn't use all those fancy no, audios yeah. um facilities and apps and videography and cinema cinema stuff that that i should be doing so i so i moved it along and and that it's gone now um but it was it was enjoyable to have it and then my fourth and fifth picks have been phones that that are, are less popular but have come through my hands and i've really enjoyed using i think the OnePlus nord 2 which just about um sneaks into t- 2022 um was a really really well made phone and i had the T56 gigabyte version which made it even better um and i really enjoyed my time with that and it was a good size in the hand as well but the poker the fifth one was the Poco F4 GT which we both liked a lot i liked it because of the amazing speakers um, and and I, 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 it's a shame I haven't got it now because I could compare it with the Edge the 30 Neo and the, the Ultra and see if they kind of match up. I can't really remember quite clearly enough if they do. But the, yeah, the F4 GT was my fifth pick. And my two runners up were the two pixels, the Pixel 7 and the 6a. Um, they didn't make it to the top five. Um, I know that that's probably an unpopular decision. They should have been in there somewhere. But, you know, as I say, I based it on my personal usage.
0: Yeah, the thing about the Poco F4 GT is, although it had very good speakers, and I think they're probably comparable to the Motos, the the Poco F4 GT webpage and advertising and trailers and launch, they proclaimed them to be the best thing since, you know, the second coming. These were going to be monster speakers. Literally four speakers in a phone. We thought, this is going to blow our socks off. And it kind of didn't. They were just good. And it's not worth, in my opinion, paying it's not a huge amount of money but paying a reasonable amount of money and going to the xiaomi ecosystem and xiaomi backup and xiaomi yeah, yeah. applications and xiaomi ui just to get speakers that basically is this pretty much the same as the moto uh edge 30 neo yeah
1: yeah it'll be interesting to see what um yeah. what what comes along in terms of speakers going forward you still can't beat in my view um i know it's a i know it's a, a kind of workaround but you still can't beat the um, the, the Moto Mod, you know, putting the put in the, yeah, the, yeah. Spe- the speaker on the back of the Z, um, whatever it was, Z3 Play. And yeah. it was just such a fantastic combination. Um, but anyway, the day's gone by.
0: <laughs> Before we go on any further, just to say that Ben Wood, you're online. Hi, Ben.
2: Hey. Hello, gentlemen, and uh, happy new year to you both. I, g- I gather we've you.
0: interrupted you cooking your family's breakfast. Are they going to go hungry now?
2: no they're going to eat all my <laughs> breakfast so uh, <laughs> uh, my loss but my apologies for uh rocking up a little bit late but it's great to join you
0: yeah and uh ted's having just listed his top five i, I did mine in video form in the youtube shorts about a month ago now when we put the christmas tree up so uh, just to re- recap my top five ted from the top were the iphone 14 pro or maybe not the max if the max is too big for other people um, the Xperia Five Mark Four, um, which even though you sold yours, you'll agree it definitely deserves to be in the top five yeah, because yeah. it's such a cracking slice of technology. Number three was the uh, aforementioned uh, Edge Thirty Neo, fabulous phone. Mm-hmm. Number four was the Pixel Seven Pro, which, despite all its minor faults, it is a major step up from the Pixel Six Pro, which had new, big, big faults, and this is this just fixes almost all of them. Very mm-hmm. little wrong with it indeed. Um, and number five, I had the Fairphone 3 Plus as the oddball, which uh, Fairphone sent us to review and then it misbehaved and then they forgot to ask for it back because it was, wasn't working. And then you managed to fix it with some more low level hackery. So you really are becoming the Mike <laughs> Warner of the group. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, I won't have that. Certainly nothing like Mike. But yeah, we, we managed to do that and we've, we've hung on to it, which is great um and it's a shame we couldn't keep the fairphone four as well
0: <laughs> well i'll work on that if you want it back i'm sure i can borrow it again ted so uh let me know anyway yeah so ben i uh, haven't heard uh ted and my top five uh do you off the cuff want to attempt your top five phones for 2022
2: i will and it always makes me smile because of course um i'm a fan of a bigger phone and i know you guys are almost allergic to these giant phones these days so um my my list probably in no particular order because i haven't had a long time to think about it but um Probably joint, well, maybe joint first, I'd say, you know, the iPhone 14 Pro Max um, and the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra. And just to dig into those a little bit more, I think the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra was the best Android phone of 2022. The camera just blows me away. And I know that always means a lot to you, Steve, the camera. It's an astonishing phone. They button something up good, and it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with the S23, which I think will probably be iterative because it's hard to see where they go. Yeah. iphone you know apple delivered another cracking product you know it's iterative again but it just ticks all the boxes if you're in that ecosystem um and then in terms of other um devices um my other three would be rounded out by oh, i'm a huge fan of the fairphone uh, and i i would get yeah. fairphone four because i'm lucky enough to have one of those it's a remarkable product and i love the way they're leading the way on um on, on kind of you know driving a sustainable more ethical phone so good for them the nothing phone would be in there, um, which I think you'll recall from my previous appearance, I'd had a, a rather unfortunate accident with it flying off my bike and it survived. <laughs> so that gave it massive points to start with in terms of robustness. But I've just got so much time for Carl Pay and the whole team there for trying to do something different in quite a homogenous market. Uh, and then finally, I would say the the, the Z Flip 3 or 4, honestly, yeah, there there's not much in it, I don't think, Ted. So you know, I think the, yeah. the Z Flip, All credit for Samsung to being the market makers for the foldable. And, of course, that's going to be a trend we'll see continuing into 2023.
1: What you missed, uh, Ben, last week and and before you joined us was I I revealed that I, I took the screen protector off the flip.
2: Sorry. yeah i i heard that last week i couldn't right. believe i was there I, I was i was out walking listening to the podcast and it was jaw-dropping i think you're a brave man but the improvement in performance sounds astonishing oh, amazing
1: I, I would recommend anyone does it as long as you're prepared to look after it afterwards and and treat it with you know very very careful hands
2: yeah, no. Uh, well, a- an interesting experiment. I hope that it, uh, hope that it survives the, uh, the removal.
0: <laughs> I think the screen protectors generally on most phones and especially on the foldables from Samsung's point of view are surely there, Ben, for normobs mobs, as I call them, for people who just don't look after their phones. You and Ted and myself, we- we're going to look after them like kid gloves. So there's no danger whatsoever in taking off that screen protector.
2: Yeah, I, I I like to put them through their paces, so I'd say on the foldables I'm 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 not going to be as brave as Ted because I like to, you know, just chuck it in my pocket and not worry about it. But um it, it's it's an interesting thing. I'm I'm sure uh you know Samson wouldn't encourage you to do that, but uh, I haven't had any issues with interactions on the screen, but I am I'd be very intrigued to try Ted's without it and see if there's a notable noticeable noticeable difference because I think you know clearly from the way Ted described it there is an improvement in performance.
0: Yeah, Mind yeah you're yeah. the sort of guy who throws phones off bicycles so um you know, <laughs> so me...
2: not deliberately. I was mortified. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: How is your museum going now reaching its first anniversary?
2: It is. We've reached our first anniversary um in November, which was uh you know super exciting. I can't believe a year's gone by. Um last November the milestone to launch the museum was to have 2000 unique devices We hit a fantastic milestone a year later with another 500 unique devices. So we're now up to 2,500, and we're hurtling towards 3,000, which is going to be a really big one for us. We've had some great support from the community helping us add devices that we don't have. And amazingly, you'll recall when we first talked about the museum, we have a a page on the the website, mobilephonemuseum.com, called Most Wanted. And on there we have a whole list of what I would – or almost holy grail devices. Yeah. And this year we picked up 19 of those, mostly through donations. So, uh, Nokia N950, Peter Schneider, who I, I'm sure you must know, Steve, from those days of MIMO, Amigo, and everything else. It rings a uh, bell.
0: I had a 950 don donated to me i think it must be back in the end of the day um or just passed on to me and i it, i wasn't using it so after a couple of years i sold it but i did when i sold it i sold it for something like 500 pounds for oh. what was for what was then an ancient nokia and i'm, I'm guessing there'd be a thousand pounds plus now they're they so rare
2: on ebay now you know they're going up that's one of the devices which is you know has considerable value uh, another one was the nokia um 1011 or 1011 uh, which is widely considered to be the first mass market gsm phone uh, and the the diamond encrusted Motorola aura, a real <laughs> that was one that I couldn't believe it. You know, guy, we're still looking for a normal aura, but that diamond encrusted one, a guy in the U.S. got in touch and said, hey, great initiative. We'd love to give you um, that one. Uh, so that was really exciting that, you know, the people, the connections I've made. I met I got in touch with the guy yesterday who has the largest collection of Ericsson phones. Astonishing collection. Yeah, really, really impressive. Lots of prototypes. Um, that was fantastic the power of the internet but i would welcome ideas for kind of holy grail must have phones if there's anyone listening who'd like to suggest some devices that we should be chasing down as a museum um i'd I'd love to hear that
0: what's happened about what the worry that i raised when you were last on about six to eight months ago which was that so many of the more modern phones the last five six seven years have got sealed batteries yeah and that there is the risk of them swelling, let alone exploding or catching fire so have you is do- anything happened on
2: that on that front it's an ongoing challenge, and interestingly um I had a guy get in touch who is writing a doctorate on uh the battery um problem he's a he's a conservator in a large museum in Switzerland, and he's got some devices with rechargeable batteries in the collection, and for his master thesis he's trying to find out what the story is so um he's I'm, I'm i'm in touch with him i'm going to have a call with him um i think that's going to be published in october so if i find out anything um i'll come back on the show and tell you all about that but it, it's it's a huge issue whether it's the really old phones with the nickel cadmium batteries that all leak and mess up the devices or the um, lithium ion batteries which you know swell up and can do damage to the phones. so it, it is a it's an ongoing issue
0: yeah uh, any changes tech wise at your end and i've seen the show notes that uh, I mean, there's no point in really asking you how many phones you've been through since you last on because we'll be here <laughs> all night but but um you wanted to give a plug for something i wouldn't, wouldn't have thought even you as a cyclist and outdoors chap would actually need the apple watch ultra i know it's not a phone but it's a super expensive super premium watch for you know divers and people hiking up the himalayas so why did you go for the ultra
2: well yeah as you say in the show notes i've really fallen for the apple watch ultra and historically i've kind of struggled with the apple watch i didn't you know i found the design rather kind of boring and the watch ultra came out i've all, i've had some nice big swiss watches which now just you know sit in a safe somewhere i think but you know I, I like the idea of something a bit more bulky i've also you know since i first appeared with you guys got a little bit more interested in exercise uh and therefore you know it's very good for that because the whole community of people who i go exercising with all have the same so that element of kind of a bit of competition between people is um, good and i love the the battery life although I, I kind of wonder to myself sometimes why i'm so excited about two days battery life when an artos watch like the OnePlus watch for example will last for days and days yeah um, but the community element with apple is, is is a big big thing but i'm not all in on Apple. you know that's not where my main main sim ever resides because um, it would be too easy just to fall into that kind of Apple lifestyle. Um, so on my, I'm, luckily, I have two wrists. So on my other wrist, I have the <laughs> Pixel Watch, um, which, you know, it's interesting. It's good to see Google investing again in the platform. Um, but it, 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 the Fitbit integration on there, and Fitbit's been my go-to tracker, actually. I've got about eight years of data on Fitbit. Um, it did feel a bit like an afterthought. Um, but one notable thing, um, another legend in the kind of mobile phone, uh, history space is a gentleman called christian lindholm oh, yeah, who yeah, yeah. Um, was the guy who worked on s60 again you know him very well yeah, yeah. he uh, set up a company about 10 years ago called kuru um, a finnish company which um, is um, doing a, a micro kernel for smart watches and that's just been acquired by uh, google so congratulations to christian and uh, watch this space whether the wear os team go for something which has longer battery life
0: yeah so where is your sim card today let's say d- data point but 31st of december 2022
2: well right now today um it's in a one uh, no uh, no one would guess this it's in a one plus 10t 5g um which is the first phone i've used with the qualcomm snapdragon 8 plus gen 1 catchily named um, (laughs) chipset and i've been enjoying it it performs really well i mean that that chipset does deliver um but i had to laugh because i saw marques brownlee uh put it as his miss of the year and i think there's real good reasons for that i think the camera was didn't live up to the to the OnePlus Ten Pro. Um it didn't have the for OnePlus Devotees, it didn't have the slider switch on the side. Um but um yeah you know, it I'm finding it a very good all rounder phone. Uh, and I think there've been some fantastic deals with Black Friday and other things if someone wanted a relatively up to date um you know processor in there. But I'm very excited, as I've just mentioned, about the next Galaxy S series device. Um let's see what happens with that. And also we're gonna have a, another one Plus device. There were some some pictures of the oneplus 11 came out over christmas uh and that goes back to the hasselblad um camera so let's see what they can deliver
0: that uh, doesn't the, these leaks of the oneplus 11 didn't they have the slider the alert slider coming back it's one plus has now they now admitted it was a complete mistake ditching it and they should start reintroducing features just for once
2: Yes, that and that—that's absolutely the case, and and I think that uh, you know they that it was an official leak, so they did actually release those pictures yeah. themselves. But yeah, there are other leaks swirling around, and yes, the the slider will come back. I, I was very perplexed at them getting rid of that because it's such an iconic part of the yeah. design language for the OnePlus devices.
0: Yes, yeah, so, so the OnePlus Five was my favourite OnePlus. I think I know there have been several classics over the years, but they did start, as I said many times one by one taking features away and that always sounded like settling rather than never settling so i'm glad at least this one unique feature is making a comeback yeah any idea on the time scale on the one plus 11
2: uh i think they're aiming uh i'm not sure i mean i'd imagine we'd see it definitely i think it's going to be announced in china first it usually does but yeah yeah, i'd imagine mobile world congress will be where we we might see it appear
0: yeah and to ultra of course will should be announced end of january
2: s23 series i would imagine that will be yeah I, I mean again you if we look at where they were last year was it end of january early february something like that so I, I don't know but i'm sure the buzz will start building samsung will be very keen to uh get a bit of interest around that
0: yeah. And just every now and then I, n- I note the fact that samsung changed their numbering system to align themselves with the year so the s22 was launched in 2022 because at one point they were in s10 s11
2: they went to s20 i think i don't recall In, an s11 yeah, yeah. so four, yeah S yeah. yeah
0: so that that all makes absolute sense and now even me can stop getting confused because 2023 we'll see the <laughs> s23 ultra right got it, got it got it. um the nothing phone one you you mentioned and you still loving that on the side
2: yeah i i pick it up from time to time they keep you know adding to it innovating on it they've got a lot of work going on Calpay has said they're not going to announce a new phone anytime soon they're going to keep working on that so i think there's a big um user interface update coming. Uh, they've also opened a store in Soho, which was quite perplexing. Um, now I I would imagine, like me, um, you and Ted have never heard of um Supreme. Have you heard of this shop called Supreme? They brand things and make them very expensive. And they're quite well known for the fact that they sold a brick, a red brick, for um a thousand pounds. Anyway, <laughs> apparently the motivation to open this store the Nothing store was because the shop unit in Soho next to Supreme was empty. And that was enough for Nothing to say, well, we'll go there because it kind of went with all their kind of hip, trendy brand values. And who knows, maybe we'll see a Supreme branded Nothing phone. Um, but it's a big commitment. This isn't just one of these pop up stores that's going to be there for a few weeks. Apparently, they've signed a five year lease. So um, I think it could be the place yeah. where we see a lot of announcements and new products arriving.
0: Five years. That's longer than Nokia had their Nokia store in Regent Street.
2: Yeah well <laughs> let's see what happens. Do you remember that? I do remember that. I it was it was a kind of it was I remember going there for the 5800 launch and um it was just an unbelievable epic store, you know, huge um and you know at the time I remember looking at it, you know, rolling my eyes a little bit
0: yeah there was, was that the one where we all trooped um that's right they had quizzes upstairs and you could win phones if you answered popular music questions and yeah it was a
2: real event it was a big event i, I had a tremendous time at that event and they looked after us very well i do um, have very fond memories of those uh those nokia events
0: yeah i believe i was there of course i didn't know you then so i couldn't say hello but um
2: <laughs> no we must have uh ships in the night steve <laughs> a
0: couple of other topics we always ask guests what they want to bring and uh, these are all interesting so satellite comms coming to phones which of course i can in theory try on my iphone 14 pro max now but you've
2: uh, been playing with a garmin i've been playing with both actually and the iphone uh, i i would highly recommend you have a go with the iphone 14 just to understand the concept so they've got this demo mode on there i i uh, tweeted a video a screenshot that i on screen capture that i'd taken uh, it is quite something to watch the you know, how you have to kind of move the phone to align with the satellite and all credit to Apple. They've done it very, very well. Um, but of course, I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense in a country like the UK. You know, we are a small island with lots of people, very densely populated. We've got great, great coverage. Maybe if you lived out in the middle of nowhere, you might get it as a kind of uh, you know safety feature. But in countries with big land masses uh, like Australia and the US and Canada, I, I think it really... Uh, makes sense and there was a, a recent tweet which maybe you can pop in the show notes with the uh, uh, with the with the podcast to uh, which, which was an example of someone in the US who is in a remote canyon with no cellular phone service and their car went off the side of the road um, and they managed to alert the emergency services with the um, Apple satellite service and uh, I think that you only need a few of those um, to prove the use case and all of a sudden i think it could be a very popular thing in australia u.s canada other places where there's uh you know huge land mass
0: yeah i will try this of course um, i was complaining on last week's show about the poor coverage <laughs> in the uk but I, there i was talking about data i was saying you know i'm getting kilobits per second here we're talking about zero absolute zero no way to even make a phone call and i would agree that even in the remotest parts of devon or Cumbria or wherever, you can at least make a phone call. You can get you can get an SMS through. So yeah, this just does look very interesting indeed. Ted, how's the coverage up in North Wales? You, you, it, ever in need of satellite comms?
1: Well, when I was on Vodafone, it was um, a bit kind of patchy, but I've I've switched now to EE and I have to say that the EE coverage is really, really good. Um, So, yes, uh, when you live by the coast, uh, neither of you two live near, near the sea. But what what happens when you live near the sea is that they don't put masts on the coastline. They put them inland a bit because they don't want to waste the coverage covering the sea. Yeah, And that's that, that's an interesting um, issue with across channel ferries in, in the south of England as well. Mm. So, there's, so there's there's all that thing going on there. So if you live near the coast, the chances are that your coverage is going to be clipped depending on which service it is, the closer you are to actually living on the coast. So it's an, it's an interesting kind of thing that they do
0: it's interesting ben that you with this satellite comms thing you have to kind of wave your phone around and align it with the satellite but as just ted's intimated i I remember many cornish holidays waving my phone around in the uk trying to point it (laughs) towards the nearest cell tower over the hill to get one bar of signal. so i'm not totally uh, alien to the concept
2: no and i mean the biggest challenge to to be honest in um, in cornwall is is planning now it's actually getting permission to put masts up um I don't know whether either of you have ever been down to the Porth Kurnow Museum uh, or the Cable Museum, um, which is a fantastic place to go. If anyone's looking for a holiday, beautiful beach and an amazing piece of history where the first undersea cables came into the UK. Okay. Uh, and I always say to people, where do you think they came from? And they always say the US, but actually it was out to India because wow. in the 1870s, that was a very key thing. And down there, they've got a superb uh, mast with Vodafone with very strong 4G, but they're trying to get a 5G mast in there and the locals just won't have it. And I think that's now, you know, a lot of this, these are, you know, heritage sites. It's very difficult um, to, to, to get the, the coverage in down there.
0: Yeah, we're going to come to the Surface Duo in a moment because I'm, I'm classing that as a foldable. But you wanted to just, just riff slightly on the generic world of foldables.
2: Yeah, I mean, we, I touched on it in my top five. I think that Samsung have done a terrific job in terms of being the market makers for the foldable category. You know, they've introduced two form factors with fold and flip. So, um, you know, hat tip to them. Well done. Um, but we're going to have a busy year with foldables Um, oppo have put a stake in the ground you've probably talked about that on previous podcasts when the announcement was made but the oppo oppo find n2 flip looks very interesting and that is coming to the uk it's not a china only uh, product the issue is um, it's going to come down i think a lot to pricing and i've heard it's uh, going to be pretty expensive Uh, but i'm hoping to get my hands on one so again i'll have to come back to you uh, once i've had a go with it uh, but I, like I think we're the, going to see a flurry of devices. Sorry, I
1: like, I like the fatter um, the orientation of the the Find N2 um, over what Samsung are doing with the fold, um, uh, making them longer. So um, I haven't particularly looked at the flip, but the
2: ordinary N2 uh,
1: is the is the N, not ordinary N2 different to the N2 flip? Uh,
2: yes, so the uh, the Find right. N2 is like the original Find N, which yeah. I, which came out at uh, Mobile World Congress earlier this year, February. That was China only. I've used that device. I agree with you. It's more book-like, Ted, and I think it's a very nice uh, form factor, whereas you've got the Oppo uh, Find N2 Flip, which is a a different um, device, and that's more like the Galaxy. Uh, Unfortunately for you, the Find N2, the form factor you like, is not coming to Europe as far as I know. They're starting with the Flip, which makes sense. I think you made that observation on last week's podcast that the Flip is outselling the the Fold by an order of magnitude.
0: Yeah. I want to cut across, uh, before we uh, go to maybe your renewed thoughts on what Microsoft did or are doing with the Surface Duo, just by saying that um, I did name the Surface Duo 2, Ted, in another new video YouTube short this week as one of my two personal phones of the year. One, obviously, the iPhone 14 Pro Max is discussed in many PSCs. I'm very happy with every time I fire up the iPhone speakers when watching media or fire up the camera, um, and if by the way if anyone is wondering how i'm able to shoot my shorts on the iphone while showing the iphone is because those segments were shot by my daughter's old which was then my old old iphone 11 pro keep up with the backs with blown speakers but the camera works perfectly so so yeah so the, that's the iphone 40 pro max my other personal phone of the year against all odds given all the sonys and pixels flying through my hands was the surface duo 2. i um, kind of nailing my android colors to the mask really um i'm happy i did ted I just can't stop picking up the do or two. It's just so interesting. It's a device that I find new use cases for almost every time I light up the screens. It's, it's just thinking outside the box.
1: I think you're right. the The, the trouble is that, that I find myself trying to look for those things. You seem to find them naturally, but but I get um my one, well Ben's one actually, out of the out of the, the cupboard, and I and I fire it up and I get all enthusiastic and I right, what new things can I find that this does really well? <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, so I'm, do you see what I mean? I'm trying to um struggle, I've struggled to find new and interesting ways of using it, whereas they just seem to fall into your lap.
0: Well, the secret is to keep literally manipulating, you know, with a slab slab, mode, you just need to pick it up and you fondle it, you turn it around and that's it done with the duos. You can unfold them, you can fold them, you can half fold them, you can put them to laptop mode, you can turn 90 degrees, 180, 270. Yeah, yeah. And, and every time you do that, something else will happen on the screen. Something will rotate. You'll find an app that spans and does interesting things that that's the way I, I look at it
1: it is it is a really interesting um way forward oh you ben you've got us marked down as the last two
2: people <laughs> people using them, yeah i it? mean it, the, the way you guys talk about it it's like you're brand ambassadors for microsoft which i know you're not you know let's let's be very clear this is a very agnostic very impartial <laughs> podcast but i have to say i i do admire your tenacity with it and i i, I love seeing all your little notes and updates steve because it is fantastic. And it shows that Microsoft are continuing to invest in the platform. They obviously understand that there's something there. And I've always said, I think the surface duo when it first came out, the first one was probably the most interesting device that came out in 2021 by far creating mm-hmm. new use cases, trying to blend you know, certain work scenarios, delivering all those different experiences. You talk about Steve in terms of, you know, having it in tent mode folded back folded one way or the other. Um, there's a lot that it delivers. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just, I just find, yeah, you know, I pick it up. I'm intrigued by it, but it never kind of is one that just sucks me right in that I put my SIM card in it and live with it for several weeks. I do
1: agree with that, Ben. Um, and and I, I love it as a plaything. It's great, but it, but I can't remember the last time I actually put my SIM card in it and tried to use it day by day. Um, it's fascinating to use, as Steve says. You can do lots and lots of things with it. Um, one of the things that I would really like it not to be um baked into though um is being so business orientated so Mm. microsoft corporate orientated i wish they would just you know leave all that out and and let you just use it as a a a pixel style android device but yeah there's a lot baked into it but but steve you find ways around that don't you
0: yeah and of course the joy of it being android is that you can put on the apps and the services and link the things up you want to link much as you can on the iphone yeah. admittedly. And, and i run my iphone basically as a google device in many ways um mm-hmm. and the surface duo although i've got quite a few fingers in the microsoft ecosystem camp OneDrive and so forth and um, i do run that very much as a google device so everything's kind of in sync and everything's kind of familiar i even use, as i mentioned recently gboard is now my default keyboard on the duo yeah. too, and it works really really well um, and Wavelet, which is this Android audio utility you found about a year mm. or so ago now. Yeah. Um, I, still, I, I haven't got round to doing that full tutorial. I, I, I will get round to it, and I'll post it on Twitter and socials and so forth because it's a utility that absolutely needs some kind of investigative screenshot-filled tutorial to get the most from it. But Wavelet works so well at enhancing the audio on any Android phone, and especially on the Duo too because the Duo, speakers, uh, Duo speaker, Ben, was pretty naff, really, Duo yeah. 2 speakers were actually very good. They were crisp and full and reasonably loud. Um, but Wavelet just takes the, takes that one notch again. It almost makes them Samsung quality. Um, so I'm, I'm really enjoying Wavelet on it. And and yeah, I, I guess you're surprised, Ben. But can you see my point of view that over the Pixels, and including the 7 Pro and the Sonys, including the 1 Mark IV. But these are, the, the the Sony is £1,200 thing still. But the Duo 2, which is now a year and a half old phone, it's still my favorite Android phone, I guess, of all time.
2: I, I am surprised, but I think you're right to highlight it as a device, which in a, in a kind of sea of sameness, it's very innovative. There's some good ideas. And I think it's going to lead us down some paths as we move to more foldable devices being launched into the market. The arrival of 12L, 13, all those things, are, you know enhancements to Android. You know, Microsoft is clearly yeah. investing in that and it's going to yeah, be a rising tide for everybody.
0: I do worry that Microsoft did the Duo 2 and it did well enough that they were happy they did it. I don't think it did well enough and I don't think they pushed it enough for them to do a Duo 3. Now, we're obviously, Zach Bowden and and yourself and myself and so off, we're, we're hoping that Microsoft do do a Duo 3 maybe next year and produce something with higher specifications and better cameras and better speakers and take it to the next level. I worry though that Microsoft will wimp out. I worry that they'll, if they do a Duo 3, it'll be a folding screen and it won't have quite, the same character it won't have the same uniqueness it'll be just another in a sea of plastic screen foldables
2: yeah i, I at the moment there's no signs there's another one coming but you know who knows maybe they'll, they're having a, a pause to think about it see where the market goes and they'll dive back in
0: yeah ted anything else left from your device week you wanted to chat
1: about
2: oh i was gonna
1: i was gonna say the pixel 7 face unlock is fantastic um it's actually i think it is the best one i've ever used and now some people would say that that makes it more insecure i suppose but it's just stunning when i when i try it against my motorola device um it's just quicker it, it's straight in and and in reduced lightness light, uh, levels of lightness as well um, and 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 almost dark in some cases works really really well. Now, I, in terms of security, I've not done any testing with photographs, but I have tested it against other people's faces, and it doesn't kind of log in. I think that's the one thing that the Pixel Seven has done really well.
0: Surely, your face with a huge bushy beard would be dramatically different from Joe Bloggs. Would would yeah. if you had Joe Bloggs with a generic shaven men's haircut, men's face? Surely that would be easier for someone an imposter to get in your face is so unique if i may put it that way that there's no way <laughs> yeah, anybody right. else's photograph will ever match that
1: no but that the, there's an upside and a downside to that um, <laughs> and the, the downside is that motorola devices i've discovered when i've got a full beard on struggle really really badly to register right. my face I i i go through time and time again and it keeps failing and failing and failing and then eventually if i open my mouth and grin It it kind of gets there in the end. Um, But if I've got my beard trimmed back for summer or something, then the Motorola has no problem at all. Um, But the the Pixel 7 is just straight in. And as I say, it might be less secure because of that, but it works really, really well. I guess
0: when you smile, of course, the mouth is then more obvious within the beard. So I guess that makes sense, yeah.
1: And the other thing I wanted to mention was um, on now playing, just a reminder, really, a a TED's top tip. Which is don't forget that now playing is locked into Pixels, um, and uh, I think Spotify with a, a workaround. Um, but if you head for widgets on your Android device, any Android device, and go to Google in the widget section and um, put a sound search widget on your home screen, you all you have to do is when when the, the device is, when, when there's music playing, tap on that and it goes off straight away through the assistant and it tells you what's playing so it's not quite always listening like a pixel is but um and it's not building a history for you but it's actually a very good second best just a little reminder a sound search widget yeah
0: good tip um i i had a christmas present of by the way uh before i move on just tease this because i haven't actually used it yet um i bought an irig hd2 ted have you any, any ideas what an irig hd2 is
1: I know. What I I know. iRig did um, microphones for iPhones back in the day. Uh-huh. That's all I know, though.
0: Ben, any ideas what an iRig HD2 is? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's an instrument interface for a smartphone. So basically, you you plug in your quarter inch lead from a keyboard or a guitar or whatever um, into the into the gadget, the physical box gadget, and then you get a usb out to to lightning or type c depending on which version you get so you basically you can plug your electric guitar or keyboard or something into an iphone or an ipad and record directly into garage band or whichever utility you want to do so i will be playing with that and probably reporting back but this is going to take weeks
1: yeah that's really interesting and um yeah good for musicians good for people like you with a guitar and i hope you have lots of fun with it we'll, we'll look forward to hearing back
0: Happy memories of playing, playing Pink Floyd to you back in, in, in your <laughs> in your cabin uh, about what, yeah. eight, eight, nine years ago into the Marshall yeah, London.
1: Yeah. Time flies, eh? Marshall London!
0: And I still Is... did manage to get your keyboard out, out to demonstrate your playing skills, or did I?
1: No, no. Those days are long gone, I think. My fingers don't work anymore.
0: <laughs> oh dear that's not doesn't bode well for a uh, qwerty hat qwerty handhelds in the future <laughs> i did have a few updates this uh, week the fairphone 3 plus talking to fairphone ben got the december 22 update so this is a phone from well i guess this is, what three years ago now um, and it's got support until the end of 2024 and this is a a fairly budget phone fairphone 3 plus Plus. and i'm guessing your four fairphone 4 will get support until 2025 so it's not just the repairable aspect and the replaceable component aspect it's the fact that fairphone go really long on support
2: yeah i think with fairphone 4 they're aiming for seven years which is astonishing but of course that depends on support from qualcomm for the chipset support from google or they have to do some of their own work and you know keep the security patches coming but yeah, know it's it, it's it's being shown in all of the data you know our, our data at ccs insight where i work yeah, as an analyst um yeah we're seeing the average tenure now for mobile phones in the uk well over four years people expect yeah. to keep their phones for longer so i think the manufacturers well almost have a moral responsibility to keep delivering updates
0: yeah especially with the current economic state of the world yeah i agree sense. um featured photo tab what have we got
1: we are back with Babel again. babble mohanty who um does some really interesting takes some really interesting um creative shots and he's done another one uh here. He's called it What's Up and it's taken with the Samsung Galaxy S twenty FE on ultra wide. Um some decorative lights he says, phone on the ground And sure enough, yes, he's put the phone on the ground. He's in a walkway where there's some really interesting uplighting kind of rod thingies going on. And it's just all looking up at him and he's looking menacingly down at the camera. Um a really interesting idea um Babel thinking outside the box, great execution and uh, but once again it's like ninety nine percent of us or even more wouldn't even think to visualize this, let alone to get down and actually have a go at it so wonderful photography art, and well done to you babel uh, any thoughts on that ben
2: yeah i I would firstly urge people to take a look at the picture it's stunning and also black and white, so it it mm. yeah but it really pops, hats off to Babel, great job, really yeah. lovely picture
0: yeah babble always seems to go up or down Teddy. he never just stands still and takes a normal photograph he's always hanging from the ceiling or or looking up at the night sky
1: you remember that one that he he put it put the 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 camera on his um the the ceiling fan (laughs) and then shot down across the bed with his family on it it was just stunning he just has great ideas so yeah well done we'll be next week of course is the beginning of the month so we'll have a um the, the final um Competition of of 2022, and then we'll have photo of the year. So uh, watch out for those in the coming couple of weeks.
0: Jolly good, jolly good. Thank you for your moderation on that group through the year. You've also been moderating the Miwi PSE Classified group, Ted.
1: Yes, and um that's been very popular again through the year. Lots of stuff apart from phones as well as phones. So just dip in there. Links in the show notes to all of that. I've got a few picks this week. um There's quite a lot of Samsungs going on. The Z Fold Three which is the 512-gigabyte version, silver, box, 550 quid. There's two Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultras, one in black and one in white. The white one's 512-gigabyte, 795. The 128-gigabyte version um, is in mink condition and is 690 quid. Um, then there's two pixels, the Pixel 6a, 128 gigabytes, of course, in Sage, sealed, now surplus to requirements by the buyer, uh, comes with a receipt 299 quid um and the pixel 7 um which is the one i was talking about earlier that i've got here in the same color in fact lemongrass 128 gigabytes immaculate condition 400 quid so yeah a nice uh, bunch of picks there i suppose it's the kind of place to come to if you want a samsung or a pixel uh ben yeah <laughs> I, I, i've been
2: surprised over the last few weeks there's been a lot of pixels coming up in the classified classifieds yes. so I don't know what's going on there particularly pixel 7 um but i i've laid my cards on the table i think the uh s22 ultra is a yeah. terrific one I, I i guess these sellers will have to sell them quick though because with the s23 coming uh in 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 a few weeks time if ever, all the rumors are true then uh Prices will start to erode a little bit, but that's a terrific phone. Yeah, I would say, uh,
0: as I did with my iPhone 14 Pro Max, as you know, I ended up with the one terabyte version, but as here with the uh, S22 Ultra, go big or go home. So 512 gigabyte, half a terabyte, 795 um, with the phone of the year. I think that would be my pick
1: fantastic and um just imagine if it had a micro sd card slot as well another,
0: a... te- another terabyte <laughs> and a 3.5 bill audio jack <laughs> uh,
1: anyway there you go maybe psc classifier groups classifieds group even do head across there and um join in the buying selling and swapping
0: ben remind people where they can find the museum and find you and contact you
2: so um for the mobile phone museum com. Uh, for me probably twitter i hang out there a lot at ben wood um and uh as i said if anyone has any phones that we're missing from the collection or ideas of phones we should be putting on our most wanted list i'd love to hear from you
1: lovely any last words from you ted the usual Podhub uk links to all we do audio podcasts and me we groups and all of that and if you get lost do head for tedsalmon.com and you'll find everything there as well So, um, yes, uh, thank you for a great year, everyone, and your enthusiasm and interest um, for phone show chat.
0: Okay, and if you like this podcast, um, persevering throughout the year without any break, uh, do see and recommend and like and share PSC and my shorts on YouTube and Ted's blog, of course. It's Ted Salmogundi. All the links to the show notes. Recommend them to your friends who love their phones and tech and spread the word. Do rate us on iTunes. That does help as well if you look us up there. And I say there's also the price for beer or coffee, my PayPal and Ted's PayPal in the show notes. And when buying from Amazon, we both have affiliates as well. Again, see the links in the show notes. It all helps, as does loans, loans of devices like Surface Duo. <coughs> ben, Ted. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you going to want that back, Ben? Or was Ted able to carry on playing with it? No,
2: I'm quite happy for Ted. I know it's in safe hands. So I'm trying okay. to think of the next phone I should send to him. I must try and dig something out you haven't had a chance to try yet. Oh, exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah
1: very good, good All right. stuff.
2: thank you thanks a lot ben
0: <laughs> anyway show notes at steve and a cheery goodbye from my two co-hosts
2: goodbye happy new year ah. goodbye happy new year <laughs> yeah.
0: catch you in 2023 this has been home show chat